Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Welcome to the Celtic State of Mind Tuesday Bulletin. It's the day after the massive news that we found yesterday. Brendan Rodgers has returned to Celtic. Liam, I'm joined by Liam Carrigan. We'll have Lawrence Connolly hopefully very soon. All things going to plan. Um, when you were last on the show, Liam, Rodgers returned. It seemed possible, but we're all perhaps still a bit sceptical because when he was the favourite, no one really thought... Uh, they're not going to do this, are they? They're not going to give him the job, but yeah. it's confirmed now. He's here. We've found out all the ins and outs, three-year contract, and he's got all the backroom staff staying there with him. I was more surprised that Harry Kuehl staying at the club. I thought he, mm-hmm. I thought Harry Kuehl wouldn't have been at Celtic if it wasn't Franz Postacoglu, so I thought Harry Kuehl would have most certainly followed Ange to Spurs, but he's stayed as well. All the backroom staff are there. So, Liam, yeah. how are you feeling about the appointment? Uh, now that everything's I mean, completed, we know the ins and outs, everything's concrete. Yeah. How are you feeling? I was, you know, I'm on record. I've said it the last couple of weeks. It was not, Brendan Rodgers wasn't my choice of manager. Um, but I did go into quite a bit, quite a lot of detail about how I thought continuity was very important, which was why I was kind of flying, <laughs> flying the lonely flag for Kevin Muscat. But um, <laughs> I think that if, if Rogers is coming in, the fact that the entirety of the backroom team is staying put is a really, really good from a continuity point of view. It's going to be very reassuring for the players as well to see some familiar faces because it doesn't matter how good you are. When you go into your training ground at the start of a new season for training pre-season and there's a new manager in town, you are worried. You're worried he might not fancy me as a player or whatever. And seeing that 
pretty much everybody apart from Ange is still there. That's going to be a big a big boost for the, uh, the 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 mentality of the players apart from anything else. And I think you know you want to keep that winning mentality is the most important thing. Um, look, you know I didn't want Rogers, but he's back now. He I have questions about the man, but I do not have questions about his ability as a coach. He's clearly a very very capable manager, and. Um, yeah, just looking at it purely from a statistical point of view, he was probably the best candidate of the ones that were realistically linked with us. So, yeah, let's let's get to work, as they said yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> that's the I said yes. That's the new. We never stop. It seems that's Brendan's new phrase. But we, we knew the importance of continuity. And continuity isn't just retaining the coaching staff. It's continuity of the high standard of manager that we had and we've picked the best candidate managerial quality-wise of the lot. Lawrence, I was just saying to Liam there, when you're last in the show, um, it wasn't confirmed. It was We sort of knew it was going to come, but nothing was confirmed. It's all confirmed now. We know the ins and outs. Everything's concrete. What's your thoughts, Lawrence? Listen, I'm delighted to have a manager of that calibre back in. You know, I've seen some Scottish uh, media coverage suggesting that he's... Last tenure, where he won seven out of seven domestic trophies and laid the foundation for the treble and the quadruple treble, was not a success. God knows <laughs> who has had success in Scotland. Then you, you, you've got to wonder. But but touching something, I think Liam mentioned that you know we've concern, no concerns about his football ability or football management ability, but it's about the person. And I think some of that will stem from his personal ambition. He wants to be the best, you know, he wants to grow. There was obviously rumoured fallouts at the end of his first season between him and Peter Lowell and maybe that led to it. But one of, you know, so maybe he's over ambitious for himself, who, who knows, but one of the things we attack the Celtic board for, I'll say they're not ambitious enough for Celtic of what we can do in Europe. So I suppose it, it's getting that happy marriage, you know, are the board going to match, match his ambitions, especially when it comes to Europe? And the standard of standard of football will be bringing because I think he'll dominate domestically. You know, we could well, well be seeing you know another quadruple treble. We could be sitting talking about in kind of five years' time. You know, that's Brendan just done another quadruple treble, but it's Europe really, and, and the standard of players he brings in. And I'm, I'm sure he's he's not coming in without assurances on. He has to say how much he's got to spend, and exactly where they want to sit to see Celtic being taken in terms of European football. This is the last time that we would, if we don't qualify from the Champions League group, that we'll drop into to the lower competitions. Over and above that, you know, he's then got a outsider, I suppose, this coming season. If he if he's have ambition is to drop out, you know, out of Champions League groups and then go further on the lower competitions, he really needs to be making a dent of qualifying from the Champions League groups. Last time, you know, under Strachan, done it with arguably less resources. He was half in the wage bill at the time, losing a lot of stars. But him and Peter Lowell worked together really well, and you're hoping that Brendan and Nicholson can get that working relationship. And, you know, if, if there's harmony within a club, it pays off in the part, doesn't it? Yeah, I've got to hope with the sort of relationship that Michael Nicholson and Ange had, it was uh, whatever Ange wanted, Michael Nicholson gave him the money because there was the trust there between the two and you've got to hope that there'll be the same sort of trust. I imagine Roger wouldn't have come in, as he mentioned, without the assurances considering the way things ended the last time. 
and how the relationship deteriorated throughout his entire spell last time. But it's only natural with Brendan Rodgers coming in, there is going to be split opinions amongst fans. I imagine me and Liam have different opinions on Brendan Rodgers. It's the controversial nature of how he left in the first place, but how long do you think it will take for the fan base to be united on the appointment, Liam? Do you think they'll ever be united like they were with, under Ange Postecoglou? Everybody knew how great Ange was. They had the full backer of the fans and from start to finish. Do you think Brendan will ever sort of get to the level of adoration that Ange had? Um, when's the next time we're going to take five off Rangers? I think that'll, that'll put anybody in good stead as manager. Um, a good uh, a good old scalping of our, our rivals across town. But, um, no, seriously, though, like, I mean, obviously you're referring to the, uh, the Green Brigade statement today. Um, well, not so much a statement as just a retweet of an old photo. Um, now, the narrative that seems to be built around that is the Green Brigade are saying, oh, Roger's out, we don't want him, whatever. I don't quite read it that way. I read it as they're saying, look, here's how you left things before. Ball's in your court now, get it sorted. Um, I think it's a case of them saying, you have to earn back this respect. And it's up to you to do that. And to be honest, I think that's a perfectly... If that was their intention, I think that's quite a reasonable point of view to have. I'm not too sure how I feel on the, the whole Green Brigade statement, if you want to call it that. It seems like it's creating more division than there is already. It's sort of fueling the fire. There's not really any need for it. Brendan Rodgers is the manager now. There's nothing that can be done about it. You've just got to you've got to back the man. And you've got to wonder, um, the Green Brigade, they're controversial amongst fans anyway. People love them, people hate them, but it seems like the unanimous opinion, at least as far as Twitter's concerned, is that it was a bit of a misfire from the Green Brigade. Lawrence, how do you sort of view that? You know, they're, they're entitled to their opinion, I don't know if it's you know, going to add anything to it at the moment, is it? You know, will it inspire Brendan Moore? I think he's particularly driven. I don't think you know he needs any inspiration or any pressure from the Green Brigade to to make him uh, more driven. I think it's really time to get behind the manager. You know, not everybody's going to agree with the appointment, uh, but you know, he's here. He's the manager we have. He's got an excellent record from his first tenure. He's now the, the third manager to come back from a second time. You know, we, we really kind of hope he replicates his first. I think when McNeil come back, his initial first season, centenary season does the double. Lenny comes back, completes the treble treble, then quadruple treble. So we seem to have a good record, with, you know, at least initially with managers coming around for a second time. Yeah. You know, the, the way he left it hurt, you know, it was mid-season, but was it, obviously people are saying Ange completed the season, but you know, he was speaking to clubs beforehand, there was a dip in form. We've had other managers leave us before, and we've got rid of managers, maybe not the nicest way, you know, thinking when David Hay went. So if you look at the number of managers we've had, you can't, I don't think Celtic... Uh, entirely blameless in the way that managers move on uh, so you know, he left his mid-season at heart at the time but you know he, he could turn around and argue yeah I left your mid-season with a squad that would win a double you know a treble treble then a quadruple treble you know I left you in a good place 
Yeah, he yeah. left ten their own on a silver platter. Basically, it was it seemed like an impossible task not to mess up, but you can never sort of overlook the Celtic board, really. But just I want to stay on the the game again. Do you think there'll be some sort of follow up to that statement? Do you, what do you think the atmosphere will be like at Rogers' first game? Do you think there'll be some sort of protest or some sort of stand, or there surely got to be there'll be some sort of banner? You would think. Listen, I, I, I hope not, mate. I hope not. You know, they're touching on it. I think McNeil left because Nicholas was sold. You know, he, so, so managers have done this before and come back and been successful. It's just, you know, there was rumours that Lenny didn't, wasn't going on below. You know, there was transfer targets not met. met. I don't know if this is a recent thing of saying, oh, loyal, you know, that's one way loyalty. Our managers can never leave us. They can never do that. Same with players. You know, if someone's performing badly, that the fans are the first pe- people to say, "Get him out. He's useless." You know, he needs to go. That happened to Ange. You know, in his first few games, it's happened to various players that serve as well. We remember the, the abuse Lustig took. You know, for a free signing, what cracking free signing that boy was, but to one towards the end of his career. You know, it's it's a two-way street, isn't it? Loyalty. And I think we need to remember we don't we don't always give it back as much as we would like. You know. We'll do, if you're successful and performing well, we'll give you loyalty. But outside of that, you can do one. So, you know, football's a business. We've got the best manager out of all the names I've, I've seen mentioned. I think, you know, it's not hard to recognise. He was the, he's got the best tra- track record. He's operated at the highest level, and he's certainly delivered for us before. Why would you, you know, not want to come back because he left because he didn't go on with Peter Lowell? Maybe these are the same guys that also criticise Peter Lowell. You know, at, at other points in time, you're going, wait a minute, you don't go on with Peter Loyal, he left because he didn't. It's, it, I, I think, to be honest, that's a lot. If they're complaining about the way he left now, well, it's water under the bridge, just move on. Yeah, it's, when people talk about Rodgers' spell at Leicester, they always like to jump to the how it ended, but do they overlook the, the, the FA Cup he won? He really took a, a mediocre Leicester side, if I'm being really honest, to two fifth place, fin- place finishes, which probably should have been Champions League finishes. Um, he's going to meet up with the squad and his backroom staff on the 3rd of July. Liam, what do you think the first thing on the agenda will need to be for Brendan Rodgers when he meets up and he meets the team for the first time before that trip over to Asia? Well, as I, as I said before, I think it's all going to be about sizing up the the players that are that are there at the moment and then seeing okay what what do we need to bring in um we've got the training camp in europe i believe before we go to asia so we've got a clear two weeks there to kind of assess everything and i wouldn't expect much major transfer activity until after we get back from japan um so yeah well on that note uh Dyson and Maeda's scored for Japan, by the way. They're now winning 4-1. <laughs> um, uh, the, uh, the, the thing, just to slightly go back on something there, just something that came to mind as, as Lawrence was talking there. Um, you know, if we're all on the <laughs> on the bus, as somebody put it today, in terms of backing Brendan Rodgers, um, I, uh, I hope that, we are consistent with that, and if a you know if Neil Lennon decides he wants to visit Celtic Park at some point in the near future, I hope he is given a suitably warm welcome because that guy served Celtic for a hell of a lot longer than Brendan Rodgers did, and 
mostly with great success. So fair's fair. If you're going to give Brendan Rodgers another shot at it, then you've got to give Neil Lennon a clean slate as well. How do you think the response would be of a Neil Lennon return to Celtic Park? Because there was so much sort of fury directed towards him over that. It was just frustration at the season. I don't know if it was pure frustration at Neil Lennon. Lawrence, how do you think Lennon would be received upon a return to Celtic Park? I can't imagine too much sort of booing or a toxic atmosphere, really. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The only Roger stabbed the fans in the back. Lennon didn't really do that. He's the only player when as a, a treble as a player and a manager. He lived under armed guards. You know he was attacked in the street, attacked at Tynecastle, bombs and bullets sent to him. You know what? I, I think he, he went through a lot more than, than other people have for the club. I think you know he should, he should be given a, a hero's welcome when he returns. His last season as manager, it didn't work. You know what well, that happens in sometimes in football. You don't win everything all the time. You know, people would say, you know, COVID had a large part to play in that, the absence of fans, trying to integrate new players when they weren't able to meet up and do team bonding exercises. Yeah, I would hope he would get a hero's welcome, mate. Yeah, it's like when you mentioned Mikel Lustig. Lustig had so many good times at the club because the last year or year and a half wasn't so good. Should Lustig receive a sort of bad reception, no, no, not a chance because of the trophies he won and the impact he had on the club. But I just want to go back to, to pre-season. Do you think, Liam, we should be looking into these games? Do, do you think we should be putting a lot of emphasis on analysing how Rodgers sets up the team or which players he starts? Do you think we should be reading too much into this? I think um, once we get to the the games in Japan and Korea, we can maybe look into it a bit more because I think up until then it's going to be about training, it's going to be about establishing the kind of lineup that he wants. I mean, one thing that particularly interests me is when he comes over here, are Celtic going to stick with a back four or are they going to switch to a back a back three with wing backs? Um, you know, Rogers has played both with different teams in the past, so could be a back three, could be a back four. Um, you know, with the current personnel that we have, I actually think that a back three of Kobayashi, Carter Vickers and Starfield might work better than having two of them in the back line. Um, but the problem there is, of course, you're losing something either up front or in midfield. So that needs to be balanced out. Um, you know, the, 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 yeah, I think that it's going to be a, a very interesting that that first lineup for that game against Yokohama is going to be very very interesting to see who's who's there and who isn't. But again, don't necessarily read too much into it. But I think it's it will be a good early indicator of possible intent. Yeah, how will you be looking at it, Lawrence? Do you are you going to pay too much of a mind? To, I know people say don't judge preseason friendlies. I mean, you could see some Celtic lose against an opponent that should be beaten. There's not really much analysis you could really put into it, but when you're going from a manager who played 
as unique a style as Ange Postacoglu did to Brendan Rodgers. It's still attacking football, but there is some slight differences. Do, do you think you'll be looking at it to see how far Rodgers views away from Ange's style of football? Yeah, but I want to see any tweaks, you know, particularly, you know, information. You know, if he goes to wing-backs, would that suit Adam Montgomery? Then, you know, does that get... Because I don't think he's really inverted full-back. He's done well at St Johnston. Would it suit, suit Burnaby more? Potentially, I think you know, Alistair Johnson could handle it. What would that change up top? I think Rogers is maybe... I think, I think I'm stuck more rigidly to his formation. Rogers is sometimes a wee bit more pra- pragmatic. would change it a bit more, but... Yeah, be really interested to see what's going to change. I suppose that'll affect how he brings in. You know, if we go with a back three, we're going to need more cover there, then, aren't we? Yeah. I think our centre backs needed anyway. I think it's yeah. a controversial opinion. I think if you're going to really push for Europe, I think you need another Cameron Carter Vickers. I've said that a few times over the last few days. I think. Would you agree with that, Lawrence? Do you think another player's needed there? But listen, you know, I think Brendan will have a, a huge transfer pot, and I think he might. Yeah. Spend it in four players through the spine of the team. But buying a starter for every position, goalkeeper, centre-half, attacking mid and striker. We don't need loads of players in this time. It's completely different to the situation Ange inherited. He can you know, concentrate where he spends his money, spend big and get first-team starters. Yeah, I've got to really carry on the philosophy that Ange had in the first place. You mentioned Adam Montgomery. That's someone I've been wanting to touch on over the last few days, but I've not really had a chance. But he's in the news over the last few days. He's been like the lone moves away to potentially a return to St. Johnson. And also with Scott Brown's Fleetwood Town. Scott Brown has clearly seen him coming up through the academy and trained with him at Celtic. He's clearly seen something there. He was nominated for the Football Writers Young Player of the Year. He's only 20 still. Uh, Liam, did you rate Adam Montgomery when he was getting some rare opportunities in Angie's early days? And if Celtic were to go to back three as you said do you think there would be any room for an opportunity for him um do i rate him as a player yes do i think he's got the potential to make it at celtic eventually yes do i think he's ready to step into a european level team at the moment no i don't um i think another season out on loan possibly i think possibly fleetwood might be a better option than st johnson because I think that English football at that level is a bit more, bit more competitive, bit more physical, and in some ways maybe slightly better technically. So I think that that would probably be better for his development and also test the boy's mentality by getting him away from from Scotland for a while and see how he handles it. That's another important part of any young player's development. You know, Mikey Johnson, by all accounts, is thriving since he went abroad. So. Could Montgomery do the same? I think that'd be a big test of his character because you need character to to become an established player at Celtic. Callum McGregor is the template for that, you know. Yeah, Montgomery. I think he's really been sort of weeding out the weaknesses in his game because at youth level, Adam Montgomery was a winger, and then he got thrust in at left back. So it was obvious that the defensive capabilities weren't going to be there straight away but playing in the back five at St John's he's really been honing his skills and you make a good point a lone move down south could be another move but I'm glad you touched on Mikey Johnson we're right in the thick of the international break there's been a running theme for the last sort of few international breaks that Mikey Johnson's sort of Celtic status Celtic future gets brought up after a couple of decent performances for Ireland bear in mind against Latvia and a friendly and then against Gibraltar 
uh, Lawrence, do you see the future for him? That all Brendan Rodgers did give Mikey Johnson his first few chances at Celtic. Because for me, when when you look at Mikey Johnson when he was first sort of coming through at Celtic, the weaknesses were he was too indecisive in the final third. But he's not really had the opportunity to sort of weed those weaknesses out of game because he's always been injured. Any time he looks like he could perhaps get a spell on the team or he could be building up a decent run of form, there's a, there's a block, there's a wall right in the way. Do you think there could be something for Mikey Johnson or do you think his future lies away from Celtic? His first two seasons, I think both were roughly 24 appearances each season and six goals. can't remember the assists. It was decent numbers for a young player and it's been injury blighted. Brendan knows him and likes him. He, he, he likes wingers. Do I see a future? It's been, I think there's been too many false dawns with, with Mikey. Yeah. If Brendan really likes him, you know he's got a future, but I would hope that Brendan was buying in a proven player. The, the thing that might save him is, you know, he's homegrown. Brendan might say, well, he counts as homegrown, depending on what the other moves that he's going to make. You know, Stephen Welsh was to leave, which I think is probably best for his career just now. Then, you know, it's a homegrown player. He, he seems to be having some joy, scored for Ireland. You know, if he can stay fit, he's not the worst player to have around. But would he be happy if he was a first-team starter? Probably not. You know, who's he going to start over? Jota, Rabada, Maeda? I don't see it. So, yeah, I, I don't think he's going to be first-team starter. I think he'd be a squad filler if he if he comes back and it'd be for part of the, the homegrown rule. Yeah, he seems like he's enjoying himself just away from the pressure of Celtic and of... The, the sort of cauldron of Scottish football. He's gone playing for the Irish national team and he's doing well there. Over in Portugal, he seems to be living his best life. I think a move away from Celtic could be best for him because I don't really see him getting in the team. But it's good to see everybody getting involved in the live chat. Anyone seen the new home jersey? I wanted to touch on this. Liam, you've currently got <laughs> a Japan jersey on there, but this home jersey, we all saw the leaks initially and we thought, surely not. What is this? sort of snake looking pattern that we've got on the shirt but it looks like it's real it looks like it's official it looks like what Celtic are going to be wearing on a regular basis next season uh, Liam what, what do you think of it? It's certainly splintered fan opinion hasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> There's one for all you 80s kids out there if you get that one well done um, no I actually uh, I actually think it's not that bad um, is it you know, is it perfect? No, but there's there's only so much you can do with green and white hoops, and you know you can try and do something original. I'm you know I'm old enough to remember back in 2001 when Umbro launched a very controversial version of the hoops, which everyone was saying wasn't the hoops because it had white panelling on the sides. Um, oh, how nice it'd be to go back to the days when that was all we had to worry about the kicks, you know. <laughs> well, in 92, the square hoops. Um, yeah. Was it around about that time with the big wide hoops, the QPR hoops? Oh. <laughs> I, was, I, think I think it was the 95 home kit was the one that only had like three hoops on it or something. Yes. Yeah. It, it was weird looking. Yeah, um, I think it's hard I to get a Celtic home kit wrong. I think so. Yeah. It's hard to get a Celtic home kit wrong. You've just got to get the green and white hoops and make it look nice. You don't really need to experiment. The, the, an away kit or a third kit is the kit you 
experiment with Lawrence? Do you think it could end up being a sort of cult classic kit, or do you think it's going to be cast aside, never to be seen again after this season, much like PJD's favourite grey and pink number? I, I think you said it's hard to get it wrong, but somehow they've managed it. But I think it'll be a cult classic. You know, remember the one with the graph, kind of lime green and people's fold on it. You know, I had that strip, still got it somewhere. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, I think it's going to get around and it, it's so bad it's good. Cult classic, which which isn't good. Uh, you know, you've seen the other the limited edition jersey they're going to launch. What one would you pick out the two, to be a home shot? What one would be the biggest seller? I think we've the seen all the people. Because the home shot. <laughs> yeah, ju- judging by DH Gates early sales, we probably know which one the fans would prefer as the home kit as well. I, w- I want to go away from kits, I want to go back to the big news, Brendan Rogers. I've been trying to get a general consensus from the contributors over the, sort of the last few bulletins of their expectations from Celtic this season. Because I'd, I'd like to revisit after the transfer business is done and then again at the end of the season, Rogers is completely domestic football in Celtic. Surely they go all in in Europe. Liam, what's your expectations for this season, if you're being realistic? If this transfer kit and all this money that's been reported for Brendan Rodgers is true, do you think we should be aiming higher? Yeah, I mean, the domestic scene takes care of itself. As usual, our only challenge, if you want to call it that, would come from Ibrox, and they are going to be significantly weaker next season than they were this season. And this season, they couldn't get near us. So, um, I think that Europe is how this is how this second spell with Rogers is ultimately going to be judged. Um, personally, if if we could make some kind of progress in the Champions League, be it last sixteen or even third place, and then go through a couple of rounds in the Europa, that would be decent progress. We are a team that should be finishing in the top, well, the top sixteen of whatever tournament we're in in Europe. I believe be it the Champions League or be it the uh, the Europa League. We're good enough to be in the top 16 of either of those tournaments if we play to our full. And a club of our size, that should be the sort of a, the benchmark, if you like. Because we are the same size as the likes of Ajax, Benfica, um, you know, some of the perhaps smaller German and French teams in terms of the, the money we bring in. And, uh, you know, they can do it. So there's no reason why we can't. People say the Scottish League is, you know, oh, it's a pub league, whatever. Well, I don't exactly see people crawling crawling over broken glass to watch the Danish League or the Dutch League. They do all right. You know, Um, I I think you can only blame so much European failure on the domestic league. Um, After a time, I think it just, you have to go on to what is the team all about rather than what is the league all about? It's, it's... Yeah, so you have the sort of same view in European football. Has that got to be the aim? So, I think in European football, in terms of the benchmark for us, I think it's got to be what Gordon Strachan achieved. You know, two last 16 finishes. And he, that was a man that was half in the wage bill. Superstars were leaving. You know, he, He's along at Barra's art and design without an audience with his Paul John will be asking him questions then in a month. I believe there's still tickets available. And he'll remind us that he'd done that with Stephen McManus and Gary Caldwell as the centre half partnership. 
We're unlucky to go out to Milan in the extra time in San Siro. Some say we should have had a penalty today, kind of with five minutes to go, you know, from free kick to, to out of hand. But that's got to be the benchmark. You know, if Gordon Strachan could do it, well, having a wage bill and haven't got a team because of the financial situation we found ourselves in, surely Brendan Rogers can do it from a stronger position. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. I've always thought that Celtic have been unlucky with the sort of card we've been dealt in the Champions League. I was looking over sort of the last decade, the groups we've had. Here's what I've seen 22 23, Real Madrid, Red Bull, Leipzig, 17 18, PSG and Bayern Munich, 16 17, Barcelona and Man City, 13 14, Barcelona, AC Milan and Ajax. What chance do Celtic really have when you're drawn against? teams like we've seen in the Champions League in the past, even with the glass ceiling of the financial limitations that Rodgers had in the past removed, do, do you think it's still possible to compete with that quality of opposition that we've been drawn against in the past decade, Lawrence? Do you think a slice of luck is needed as well with the draw? To, to be honest, I think the luck excuse, you know, it, it, it's worn pretty thin. And you can you can look at other, other clubs, you can look at the new club across the city, and their European results in the last decade far outweigh ours. Yeah, you know, they've not been playing the, the, the Premier competition, but it can be done with a team from the Scottish League. We haven't been doing it, you know. Yeah, we've had some unkind draws, but you can't just keep saying it's unkind draws, it's this, it's that. At some point, we need to deliver. The manager on the team needs to come up and deliver. It is ridiculous how, how bad it's been. Yeah, some it might be down to luck, but you know you need to make your own. Sometimes I can remember, uh, you know, when and he was in charge buying Munich, celebrating a draw at Celtic Park. You know, we need to turn it back into a fortress. The, the, the disappointing thing is, in flashes, there's some promise under Ange. You know, especially the first half, first sixty minutes against Real Madrid, and we're, I think we we're all hoping he was going to stay another season and maybe see what his development and his team's development were like in Europe. Arguably, we've got a better manager and we're going to spend more this time. So hopefully Brendan makes a dent in Europe. I think if he doesn't, I don't think... I think even he himself will look at that as being unsuccessful. I don't think he'll blame it, you know, down down to who you draw. Because let's be honest, with a pot four team, you know, you're always going to draw cracking teams. (laughs) You you know, but other clubs manage big results. We need to kind of get over that inferiority complex and, and start putting results on the board. Yeah, you've seen in recent years, I think Villarreal got to a Champions League semi-final a few years ago. I remember Ajax defied sort of all the odds. They beat Real Madrid in the last 16, Juventus in the quarter-finals. 
the event got put out by Spurs at the semi-finals. It's teams can do it. It's just about sort of Celtic getting the finger out of it. We need to turn Celtic Park, as you said, into the fortress that it was. Because I say was because it isn't anymore. Teams aren't scared to come to Celtic Park, Liam. How, how do, you, do you change that? Do you think we can compete with these teams by trying to go toe-to-toe with them than playing this attack in football? Because Lawrence mentioned Gordon Strachan, Neil Lennon's Celtic team as well. We all know the possession stat against Barcelona. The last two Celtic teams to get out of the Champions League group stages, it's not been by trying to go toe-to-toe and compete and play the same sort of football. It's been pragmatic. It's not going to be easy on the eye, but it's going to get the job done. What do you think of that, Liam? Well, the thing is, I was—I remember particularly the Barcelona game. Yes, we were backed to the wall for a large part of the game, but we still had the ambition to open up and have a go at them. And you know, we, we, you don't get two goals against Barcelona, but without you know, without making some kind of effort. Yes, the possession stats show that we were basically passed around like a plaything for most of that game, but it doesn't really—it doesn't matter to me. To me, you have—it has to be a balance of both yes pragmatism don't you know don't play four up front if you're playing against psg or something you know but the same token i think you high risk high reward um you look at some of the big shock results in europe in recent years you know fc sheriff going and beating real madrid because they went out and had a goal you know um you know i look at um i look at what west ham did in the the conference league this season they played some very open, attacking, attractive football, which was in stark contrast to how they actually played in the English Premier League, which is quite often stodgy and hard to watch. Um, So I think there's a certain freedom that comes with maybe not necessarily being expected to do particularly well. You can just go out there and play your football and what happens, happens. And I think that's the attitude Celtic need to have going forward. Yeah, even the... Ajax team I mentioned that went on that run to the semi-finals, they strolled up to the Bernabeu and blew them off the park. They were playing incredible football. You saw their forwards doing roulettes and Cruyff turns around the Real Madrid defenders. You can sort of get there and do something by going at these teams. Lawrence, what do you think? Do you think Brendan would need to sort of learn his lesson, revert to, to sort of a more conservative, pragmatic style? Or do you think we can get it done as Liam mentioned with those examples we can get it done by playing football if you could, if you want to call it the right way I think it's a mix, mix of both I think there's an element of pragmatism comes into it during the game you know you're not going to be all out of time for 90 minutes you, you know you've got to pick your moments at times it's about what the players have learned you know because a lot of the time when you're going to park you, you look against Real Madrid that first half you're like I could have scored a couple if the players have been a wee bit more composed and a bit more belief. So I think that the manager will have the, you know, undoubtedly the skills to, to put a decent team out there with a decent tactical plan. It's having the players to execute it and the belief to execute it sometimes. And I think first half against Real Madrid, I think it was belief that cost us, you know, and not scoring. You know, if we score, who knows what happens then, you know, they probably beats 4-1, probably wake them up, you know, like David Mary. Topok, <laughs> Steen saying, oh, we scored too early. <laughs> you know, didn't want to score it in the last five minutes because he knew that you know, Brazil would just go on the rampage. So they did 3-1, but yeah. It, listen, I think that the manager's more than capable of putting the team out there. It, it's just getting the players with some belief. 
they've got more experience now, you know. So add to that squad with a bit more quality. Yeah, we should be delivering. And to be honest, we should have been delivering with, with, with that squad better than we have over the past decade. We've had, we should have had better results than we've had. And it, it's maybe become a bit psychological now and, and we need to break that. You remember when then he'll come back, that result against Ajax really put his back on the European map and it gave the players a huge amount of belief. I, you know, I, I think that result resulted in three or four years of Celtic Park being, being built in a fortress in Europe. You know, it showed the players, listen, we can take on a really good European team in terms of name. And we, can, we can be more than a match for them on a day. Yeah, it could just be one big result that's needed to really sort of put the belief back in the players, as you mentioned, and with some big money to spend as well to improve on some of the problem positions, we could do just that. The rumour mill has started already. Two players have been linked with us, and it's two Leicester players shot cornered. Whether that's sort of just lazy reporting or not, who knows, but one of the players linked, Daniel Amarty, just recently released as a free agent from Leicester, 20-year-old Ghanaian centre-back, can also play as a defensive midfielder. Uh, Liam, uh, the Lons agreed with me that we could be in the market for our centre-back. Would you agree with that? you think another centre-back, would it be just for cover or would it be to improve on a starting position? Mm, it's all going to depend on, as we said before, how many centre-backs we need for the first-team formation. Um, you know, Starfield and Carter Vickers are nailed-on starters. Kobayashi isn't quite there yet, but I hope he will be. Um, Stephen Welsh needs to move on for the sake of his career, as Lawrence has already said. Um, so, yeah, there would be scope for a backup there. My only concern is a 20-year-old is maybe not quite the right profile. We're look- if we're looking for somebody to come in and be like another... 28, sorry, 28. Aye, right. Aye, sorry, you had me You had me a bit confused. <laughs> right, in that case, then, yes, he, he does fit the profile. Because um, yeah. another young centre-back, I said, well, we've got you know, we've got Kobayashi and Wells, we've got two young centre-backs there already, so um, someone with a bit more experienced. So if he's 28-year-old, then yeah, he's, he's as good as he's going to get now. So if Rogers thinks he's good enough to come into Celtic now and do the job, then yeah, I don't know enough about the guy to make a judgement on it one way or the other, but you know, if the manager rates him, then go for it. Well, Ian Laurie seems to know a bit more about Daniel Marty and us. Marty got pelters down here, I'm from Leicester. I suppose I don't really know if at Celtic I'd want an upgraded, improved first-team centre-back to be a defensive midfielder turn centre-back in the last sort of two years. I don't know if that really screams out to me. But Rogers, um, it's a market he's familiar with, the English game. Lawrence, do you think the English market could be something that we shop in over Rogers' tenure? Or is the market too overpriced? There's so much money they're in those leagues, especially when there's so much signing from other teams in the league. It's Teams get priced out really easy. I think Celtic are, would be priced out of getting the real quality players that there is available in that league. Oh, you'd be priced out of getting the top quality players in the league. There's no doubt about that. You know, we're not going to spend 60, 70, 100 million a player. Someone that's out of contract, can't afford his wages. How good is he? Is he good enough to walk into the team and start? If he's not, uh, you know, I wouldn't be signing them. I want us to sign four first-team starters, not 
squad fillers again. So I'd hope that the first signings are statement signings and saying, look, this is the board of really bad me. Look at the standard a player I brought in. You know, the rest of Scottish football is you know, one that's signing and making themselves and take notes and go, look, I thought this team was good last year, but look who they've just added. So we're going to be limited on who we can bring from the Premiership. It's not going to be the top players, but we can still bring quality. But as long as the quality, of the, i.e. first-team starters, will make a difference in Europe, yeah, no problem shopping there. But, uh, you know, we'll get more value for money, I would say, probably on the continent and, and on other, other markets. But, yeah, I'd expect Brendan to sign well, at least one player from down south. Probably his no. marquee signing, as it used to be called. But we'll wait and see, you know. He, I don't know what he's been up to. He's been in the job a day and he's not made a signing. Now's the time to save 30% on wedding jewellery. Only on BlueNile.com. Make sure your wedding ring is the one with your pick of diamond and lab-grown diamond bands. All hand-finished and graded for excellence. Or surprise her with something blue she'll love for life, like a stunning pair of sapphire earrings. Blue Nile's jewelry experts are available 24-7 to help, from fit questions to style advice. Right now, get up to 30% off at BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. <laughs> Yo, Lawrence, you've gave me the, the perfect segue with your talk of the statement signing because last night some reports came out about Wilfred Ndidi. It seems like an absolute pipe dream because this guy was getting linked with Manchester United for 60, 70 million just a matter of two years ago. But the possibility of that is enough to get anyone excited. I'm already imagining a midfield of Cal McGregor and Wilfred Ndidi, but he seems destined for a move to Saudi Arabia. Rumours are. To be believed, it's £40 million, which we know Celtic can't afford, unless we were to spend this entire transfer kit of Brendan Rodgers is on Wilfred Ndiri. But he likes to play with two defensive midfielders, as we've seen from his last tenure. Liam, that gets me thinking, do you think it could be a big season for Tomoki Iwata? He was the J-League player of the season, obviously, but he's not seen as many minutes as perhaps we would have liked and as many minutes as perhaps he would have liked. But Brendan Rodgers coming, I think he's one of the players that could get a new lease of life. Yeah, I think he he's much um, of the the Japanese contingent at the moment. Uh, Iwata is the one that I'm least worried about. He's the one that I think fits the mould best of what we know Rodgers looks for in a player. Um, I mean, he likes his wingers, so he might well fancy Maeda as well. Um, although... I think he's going to have to work on making Maeda a bit more direct and a bit less kind of a headless chicken sometimes, you know. Um, but no, I think Iwata is the one guy who, of the Japanese contingent, who shouldn't be too worried or worried about. Um, Iwata is the one that concerns me. I could see him getting sold. Um, I don't think Kyogo's going anywhere. Kyogo was going to go with him last season. Yeah, I as I said, the jury's still out on Kobayashi, so we'll have to see how that one pans out. Um, I, um, I'll give you a simple, a simple mathematical thing here, right? Oh, have we? Am I still on? Sports Social Podcast Network. 
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.